Welcome to another episode of the Property Nomads podcast. And today we're looking at basic budgeting. Get it right and you can watch you and your business flourish. Simple caveat before we get started with this is I'm aware as a business owner myself that there is various uh, softwares out there, uh, Zero, et cetera, QuickBooks, et cetera, uh, to help you do this within your business. But not everyone does it as an individual or as a household. And that's quite concerning. So there's a couple of tips uh, in this episode to help you with that as well. And the reason this has come about is recently I actually sat uh, Martin Lewis's um, Academy course, I think he called it, on the Open University. Completely free, took about 12 hours. It was actually really good fun. Um, I'll be honest, I, I knew quite a bit of it, but I didn't know all of it. And I went in there with an open mind and uh, really enjoyed doing it. So some of the information comes from there as well. But first of all, we should start with why should you budget? Very simply, if you budget properly, then you'll end up with surplus income, or you should end up with surplus income, and you'll be able to live within your means. Now, I say living within your means, you know, if you earn a thousand pound a month and your expenses are a nine hundred pound a month, great happy days. You know, if you if your income's a hundred thousand pound a month and your expenses are thirty thousand pound a month, you know, it, it works with different different things. But the key thing here is is creating a good habit. It's creating a good habit. Before we crack on with a bit more of that, I will say that the one key book to read, if you've not read it already, I recommend you get it off Amazon. It's very short book, the fundamental book, is The Richest Man in Babylon. I highly recommend that you read that book. There are 10 principles, I think, in there uh, about Babylon and how and why its citizens became so rich. There's some basic principles in there as well. First principle, or one of the principles certainly, was do not spend more than you earn. Very simple, but it's very easy to forget that nowadays. You know, it's uh, credit is very easy to come by. Uh, there's a lot of good debt out there. There's a lot of bad debt out there. You shouldn't be scared of debt at all. Definitely shouldn't be scared of debt. If you're scared of debt, maybe a property business isn't for you. Because having a property business or having that debt is good debt. You buy an asset, you let over time, you let the value of that rise. You refinance or you do whatever. It's good debt to have because it's about getting your cash flow right. But, you know, if, you, if you're earning £1,000 a month and your expenses are £900 a month, again, we'll go back to that example, but then you take a payday loan because you want to go to Dubai for three weeks and it costs five grand, that, that's bad debt. That's not sensible. It's not a, a great thing to do. So you've got to avoid stuff like that. It's very easy to get into those habits because most people, you know, again, we can still say this in, you know, at this time, you know, people are still locked down, people are struggling to get out and about, and, you know, that issue's building up. And there could be a massive flux, you know, when, when we're allowed to go out and about and go on all these holidays again. You might just see this massive flux of people, uh, you know, making use of bad debt just because they need to get away, go on holiday, etc. It's quite dangerous. So you need to budget properly. You need to always make sure that you're, income is more than your outgoing. Your business is always going to be a reflection of yourself as well. So 
if if your business isn't doing well because your outgoings are more than your income, is that the same in your personal life? If that's the same in your personal life, then it's no surprise. This is why it's very sensible to make sure you're budgeting properly first as a, as a person, and then you'll find that those traits and those good habits that you build up will be reflected in your business. So it, it does work both ways. And this is you know, the key thing that's what reinforced me when I was going through this academy course at the Open University. Very, very good. Really, really enjoyed it. Do recommend it. As a property investor, or even if you're not a property investor, but if you do invest in property, you kind of know how this works. You know, you get told, get assets to pay for your liabilities. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the whole point of obtaining property, whether it's leaving a legacy or, you know, you don't want money in a pension pot or whatever, that's absolutely fine. The whole idea is to get assets to pay for your, your liabilities. At the same time, you know, I would advise not necessarily always trying to keep up with the Joneses, as in, you know, keep moving up a step, up a step, up a step, because you just need more income to feed more expenses. That's uh, not something I'm a massive fan of doing personally, but I understand for many people it's, it's perfectly natural. So the whole point of property investing, you get assets to pay for your liability, you use good debt from, from the bank to purchase assets, cash flowing assets that will yield very well, hopefully for yourself, your business, your family, your legacy in the long run. So there's nothing to be scared of when it comes to debt, but it's just recognizing the difference of good debt and bad debt. If you don't know the difference, again, go through the course or you know Google this sort of stuff, have an understanding of, of how these mechanics work. Very, very important. So you might be thinking, well, Rob, that's okay. You know, that's, I'm okay in my personal life, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, okay, if you are okay, then absolutely great. Not an issue, well done. But do you know off the top of your head what your expenses are per month and what your income is per month in your personal life? Or in your business on, on how it on how it should look. Because if you don't know that, then, then then you're not up to date. You need to be up to date. You need to know this stuff pretty much off by heart. Create a mammoth spreadsheet, top tip number one. Get a big, big spreadsheet, okay, and work this all out. Work this all out. It's all happened to us before, you know, it happened to me many, many years ago that you you know, when I was working, you'd be working, I save a little bit, you know, go have a few beers, go on holidays, etc. 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 And if an unexpected bill came out, uh, so you know, again, back in the days, I used to buy my cars, uh, run them, and then I always used to complain I didn't have money for, you know, service or MOT or, you know, a, a broken part or something happened because I hadn't budgeted for it properly. Because I, I didn't know this stuff, you know, 10 years ago. I wasn't aware of it. It was not a skill that, you know, I've grown to have like I do now. So you've got to budget for all these different things. Don't just, you know, if you've got a car, for example, if it's not a lease car, if you've got a car, don't just put car down as an expense per month. You know, you need to divide that down. How much fuel are you putting in? When's your service due? What's your fuel per month? When's your road tax due if you pay road tax? When's your road tax due? Do you have a reserve account for if you need a new set of tyres? Stuff like that. So you need to really get this down to you know, bare bones as such. You need to divide up into as many categories as possible. The collecting of data over time is going to be crucial here. But when you budget, what I do on my spreadsheet is I'll have four or five tabs at the bottom. So, you know, one for 20, 20, one for 21, 20, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then the big spreadsheet I have is for each month. 
So I've got each month lined up. I know what the income should be. I know what the expenses should be. But in that, and I, I sometimes do this at a weekend, I'll play around for a couple of hours and, and try and budget accordingly. I'm not going to go into like six stages of debt or, you know, stuff like that. I'm not going to, you know, claim and, and, and sit here and say, you know, I am a guru of all things financing. I'm not a financial advisor. These are just things that I've learned that have helped me and I believe they can help you moving forward as well. I'll keep referring back to Martin Lewis's, you know, Money Academy and stuff like that because there's so many great lessons on there. A common question might be, you know, well, what if I've got high interest uh, you know, credit card, how can I sort that out? Martin can go through that with you as well. But normally, you know, first of all, the debt, a bit like Fight Club, apart from not talking about it, actually you should talk about debt, uh, to be honest. Ignore what I just said. First rule of debt, get out of debt. You know, of all bad debt, all toxic debt, et cetera, et cetera. And always focus on your the highest amount of interest as well. So, you know, if you, I don't know, for example, if you owe, let's just say you owe a credit card, five grand, uh, but it's zero percent for twelve months. Well, you know, pay your minimum or just above the minimum as well. Great happy days. But then if you've got a credit card that's two thousand pound that you owe, but it's a twenty percent per annum, you know, get that one paid off first. That's you know rule number one there. Now the reason for doing this, uh, and again, not just for forecasting for the year or maybe a couple of years ahead or or so forth, is it creates a good habit. So we're trying to eradicate bad habits here. We want to create good habits. This is why it's is this is important to do. The reason for that is that when surprises come up, that you won't get stung by surprises. Again, if you've attended a property course or you've listened to stuff we've said on the podcast before, this is why you have a Mo account, you know, monthly operating expenses. That is why you have a Mo account. You know, you put 10% of, or some people put 10, 15% of your gross rent into that account. Uh, you know, for example, at the start of the year, we had a boiler that blew up in one of our properties. It's a bit of an old boiler. You know, it needed doing, it needed sorting anyway. Boiler blew up, got a quote for the new boiler, etc., etc. We'd planned, well, we had a plan for the, the boiler to go wrong, but the, the money was in the reserve account, sat there. The work got authorised. The tenant was happy. New boiler's in there, five-year warranty happy days. There was no panic. There was no, oh my God, we've got to find X amount. Uh, where's this coming from? It was a very simple conversation. Okay, that's what the Mo account's for. Take it out of there. No issues. Nice, cool, calm and composed. Same in your personal finances as well. You know, I, however you structure your finances, you might be working full-time, properties a side thing, maybe all the properties are in your own name, whatever. You know, put some, put some uh, money away, siphon some money away. Uh, you know, to cover tax bills. If you know that your tax bill is going to come, you know, normally pay your tax by the at least by the end of January, January the 31st. So budget for that. If you decide to work with HMRC and split it into a January and July payment, again, budget for that. Don't let these things catch you off guard. That's the key thing here. Don't let all this catch you off guard. Same thing with like Christmas and birthdays and stuff like that. Again, depends on your mentality and so forth. I try not to give into peer pressure, me, um, you know, if people want stuff for Christmas, I'll think about it. It's not, well, I'm not overly sentimental anyway. I know that might be difficult. Um, as I say, it depends on your circumstances, but don't always try and give in to peer pressure. You know, just because next door's got a nice set of, you know, diamond earrings doesn't mean that you have to go out and buy a set of diamond earrings, especially if you're not 
in a position and you've not budgeted for it. You know, if you can afford it because you've budgeted for it, happy days. All these things um, to take into consideration. As I said at the start, I am not, I'm not guru of this stuff. I'm not going to claim to be a guru of this stuff. Uh, there's, there's many of books and, and podcasts that you should listen to and read to. Uh, the Money Podcast by Rob Moore is a very good example of a podcast that you should listen to. Uh, the key book for me is The Richest Man in Babylon, just because there's some fundamental lessons in there that you should take on board as well. And you know, don't be afraid of debt. We shouldn't be afraid of debt if you're in property anyway, because if you use debt wisely, you're going to have a great time using it wisely. It's just when it comes to the bad debt and you know the psychological decisions about bad debt that can lead us into you know uh, quite a few issues. And that's it is what leads a lot of people into a lot of issues. It's why you see when people win the lottery, for example, a few years later they're skint. It's because they don't have that financial education. They don't have that information of, of how to budget. You know, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. You win a million pound on the lottery. You know what do most people say? Oh yeah, I'm going to go on holiday. Oh yeah, I'm going to buy a new house. Oh, I'm going to buy a new car. Oh, you know, I'm going to take all my friends and family on holiday. You know, five months later, they ain't got a penny to the name and got a pot to piss in, so to speak. And that's dangerous. That's because it comes from education. So, basic budgeting. Do it because it's important. Do it and be constrained. You know, control yourself because if you can control yourself in your personal life with this sort of stuff, you will be able to control your business properly. If you're doing it already in your business, and again, there's stuff like zero and stuff to help you in your business, great, then transfer that skill into your personal life. I use a big spreadsheet, to be perfectly honest. That's what works for me. You know, uh, it works wonders for me. Keeps track of everything as well. That's what I'd recommend you do. This is about creating good habits, uh, eradicating bad habits as well. Again, just as a reminder, Check out the Money Podcast by uh, Rob Moore. For book, check out The Richest Man in Babylon. And also check out the Martin Lewis Academy course uh, at the Open University as well. It's completely free. So hopefully that will help. Hopefully you can take some inspiration from that. Do take time to, to do this if you haven't already done so. Right, uh, It's helped myself an awful lot. It's helped Aaron as well over the years and other people as well. So hopefully it will help you. Uh, until next time, I'll feel the same.